You're listening to Brain Health and Healing with Eva Edelman, Ortho Natural Healing for Bipolar Disorder and Natural Healing for Schizophrenia, and Simone Jeanette. Today we're going to talk about choline. What the heck is that? Choline used to be considered a B vitamin. It no longer is, but it is still found in most B-complex supplements. When combined with phosphorus, it is a phospholipid. And when acetylated, it is called acetylcholine. And as that, it's a neurotransmitter. Choline has various effects. One, it works in the fight-or-flight nervous system. There's two parts, the sympathetic nervous system, norepinephrine, the one that's like coffee, that gives you energy to fight. Yeah. When you need to, when you're under threat. Yeah. And it gives energy to your muscles and takes it away from your brain. Yeah, that's (laughs) why I punched my ex-boyfriend's sister. Fight or flight. (laughs) (laughs) And the parasympathetic that calms you down after all that. It's called parasympathetic, in case you want a big word. Yeah, let's go, let's go. Parasympathetic. (laughs) Yeah, that calms you down and brings energy back to your brain so you could think, oh, maybe I shouldn't have been fighting at all. Or maybe I could reason with the person and be more effective. Or that was a really good idea that I stood up to that. (laughs) Whatever it is. It would slow my brain down so I wouldn't punch my ex-boyfriend's sister. Yeah. Because that's that's not good behavior, y'all. I don't think I'm going to put that in. (laughs) Punch your ex-boyfriend. I didn't punch my ex-boyfriend. I punched his sister. I probably should have punched him. This was years ago, guys. Okay. Folks. Okay. So... Parasympathetic calms you down and gets your brain back to thinking. And choline is what it runs on. Choline. Technically acetylcholine. So acetylcholine in the parasympathetic nervous system, part of the fight or flight nervous system, is the calming part. So, yeah. There's a vitamin, choline, that we can get and take. Yeah. You could get it often as phosphatidylcholine, bound to phosphorus, or you could get it as part of lecithin. Lecithin is found in eggs and sunflower seeds and some other foods that are fatty and extracted. The best tasting way to eat lecithin is through granules, not powder. And it tastes really good. And that brings us to the effect of choline on our digestive system, which does affect our mental health, too. Absolutely. What choline does is it supports the gallbladder in forming bile, which cleanses the large intestines so toxins can be removed. We've talked about how toxins affect mental health. So step one, when you're trying to cleanse or just maintain normal function, digestively could be, maybe should be, the choline. And beyond that, there's a whole bunch of other nutrients to consider. But choline could be step one to have the 
intestinal part of that detox system work at all efficiently. The liver is another thing. So choline helps us emulsify fat. So fatty liver, like fatty liver from drinking, choline is what helps us process that fat, get rid of it. Choline is really important also to memory. In fact, when people talk dementia, when researchers talk about it, one of the major nutrients they focus on is choline. Choline and Alzheimer's too? Exactly. Wow. Yes. So dementia or memory for a young person even, you need to have that choline working. You need to have it present. It's also really good for brain fog from chemical sensitivity, also confusion, disorientation, those kind of things. So it's really good for that. A lot of the work with brain enhancement, like making you smarter, focuses on choline. So it's important to memory and it's important to learning and to what they call cognitive flexibility. And similarly, dementia. And they try to support dementia patients with choline-supportive drugs in many cases. What if you have an overly depressed bipolar person who's slipping into dementia? For a hypothetical person with dementia and chronic depression, choline would not be the first nutrient that one might consider. Of course, all kinds of factors can be at play. Who knows, maybe it could prove useful, but generally it's good to be wary if there's significant depression. Choline is also used for hyperactivity. Dr. Pfeiffer suggested to use it in the form of DMAE, which is a more concentrated form, you could say, more bioavailable. But anyway, choline for hyperactivity. And it's good for something that you've been asking me about today. Insomnia. Oh, yeah. Nice. It's good for helping you sleep. Yeah. All right. Because it it shuts down that coffee-like neurotransmitter. Yeah. Norepinephrine. Even if you drink coffee. Well, no. You don't (laughs) want to drink coffee and take choline. You want (laughs) to not have coffee or have coffee first thing in the morning a little bit. And if you still have insomnia, no coffee. You have to be strict. So... Choline has so many effects, but they're all kind of similar. Well, having stress actually messes with brain function and memory. And so choline acting on the stress and acting on the memory. One of the things that depletes choline is having too much fat in the diet because you need the choline to process it. Choline is really important to brain receptors as phosphatidylcholine and to how messages get conveyed. And it's also extremely important as acetylcholine in the brain because it counters, again, those sympathetic norepinephrine messages at times when they're overly abundant. In fact, one of the early 
theories of bipolar disorder was that bipolar was, or at least mania, was caused by the high norepinephrine and dopamine, the depression by the lack of those neurotransmitters. And then it went on to, well, what counters them? Serotonin, sometimes, but choline, yes, choline, acetylcholine definitely counters them. And so there's a balance of norepinephrine versus acetylcholine in brain messages. In other words, it does come to norepinephrine usually conveys excitement and energy and anxiety and panic as we go up the scale and and generally stress. It could convey stress unless you're thriving on the challenge, the stressors. What makes a person thrive on it? Maybe enough serotonin and acetylcholine and GABA to counter the anxiety. Also, Choline helps form taurine, which is one of the key inhibitory neurotransmitters. So choline is inhibitory, counters norepinephrine, dopamine, and taurine, which it helps form, is inhibitory. And it also helps form glycine, which is the more minor inhibitor, all of which counters overstimulation and counters stress. Like stress. You know about stress, right? No. Tell me about it. <laughs> no, you tell me. Oh, I love stress. We're such good friends. <laughs> no, I mean, everybody's under stress these days, right? Right. So we have to figure out how to deal with it. And, you know, like I was talking about earlier, punching somebody yeah. is not a good choice. Yeah. That doesn't help with stress. Yeah. Okay. So, like we always talk about in the show... Vitamins, exercise, creativity, all that helps with stress. Like Simone always says, dance that stress away. That's right. Dance it up. Shut up and dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this other way. So you have the norepinephrine, and if you have enough choline, it could counter it. But with bipolars, you have to be really careful not to have too much choline. So, yes, choline can be highly effective in certain bipolars of certain biotypes, usually histopenic, overmethylation, with all those neurotransmitters, norepinephrine, dopamine going wild, and maybe even serotonin, choline is often useful in that biotype. And other biotypes like pyroluria, maybe. Choline is important to short-term memory, really compromised in pyrolorics, and also uh -huh. to, to memory storage. So along with B6 and pyroluria, choline might be pretty important, and it really depends. For instance, on factors like to what degree the person is prone to depression. And histodelia, no, for the most part, because it's chronic depression. And even if they're manic, you don't want to feed into their tendency to always be depressed. Their mania may often be mixed state because yeah. they can't get out of that depression, really. So you want to have choline for someone whose chemistry works well with it. And how do you know? Well, you could look at biotype and current mood and at neurotransmitter levels. 
related symptoms and at the history of individual reaction to choline foods or supplements. If the person takes choline in small doses to counter the norepinephrine or to counter the stress or mania and they get depressed readily, then choline is not, not a good nutrient not, for yeah, them. Yeah. At least not at that time. So often it is said that for bipolar, you don't want to use choline because it can get a person into a difficult depression to extract themselves from. On the other hand, manias can be really devastating. And sometimes you have a case where taurine, GABA, magnesium, zinc, various B vitamins, nothing seems to be working. So in some cases, a little bit of choline in the right person is what is going to work. And I've seen it work so many times with people. You just have to be very conservative and stop or taper as soon as necessary, which is something you have to observe. But you want to be really super careful. I'm talking to practitioners here. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. and, it, ta- and it takes time, right, for it to take effect. No. No? Choline works right away? Yeah, choline works pretty quickly. Oh. Yeah, so it's very powerful, especially in bipolars. It's not as likely to trigger depression. And people that really, really need it, like someone with a fatty liver or someone who eats too much fat or someone that's always running on adrenaline. And the thing that counters choline often and does sort of the opposite in some ways among the nerve cells is inositol. Oh, yeah, I take that. So inositol can also calm people down sometimes, especially it seems to be helpful with histidelia, which is undermethylation. So inositol is good to calm you, but it especially in the nerve cells works to make people happier. It nice. increases stimulation. And that's its own story. I'm not going to try to go into it here because it is kind of complex, but at a different time we'll talk about inositol. Okay. And our fancy supplement from the 70s? I can't remember. Lecithin. Yeah, lecithin has both, but it has more choline than inositol. And often that's a useful way to take it with both. What about kids with ADHD? Can they take choline? Is that an effective natural treatment? Yeah, hyperactivity. That's what I was saying before. Choline, in most cases, it's very helpful. There are different kinds of, of issues with hyperactivity, but choline is sometimes one of the first things that nutritional practitioners look at. So it's safe for kids, choline. Unless they get depressed. Right, okay. Or overstimulated. Yeah, so a little bit of lecithin, a few granules, see how it does, and maybe you need more. And a few times a day. Again, everybody's unique. It's not good for everyone, and definitely not good if a person is prone to chronic depression. Oh, yeah. Andrew Stoll got omega-3 to be used mainstream because of his 
double-blind studies on it. He did some studies with choline along with lithium on rapid cycling on just six consecutive rapid cyclers. So it wasn't a giant study or anything. He found it highly effective in five of the six to decrease mania. But Stowell also found that some people who already have high choline, some bipolars, do really badly with additional choline and get manic. It it doesn't help their mania. So the other thing is it's really important to nerve-muscle interaction. That means your heart, for instance. Motor coordination and tone, the skeletal system movement. It is useful with tremor, incoordination, unsteady gait. We're talking movement disorders in general, but also tardive dyskinesia, that kind of movement disorder. There's a number of nutrients that people have investigated, vitamin E, niacin, choline, and others. It's very, very hard to reverse it once it's full-blown, but these nutrients are helpful. But they're not going to solve it. It's better to remove the cause. It's also important in the myelin sheath. Have you heard of that? Do you know what that is? Mm -hmm. It's on especially long nerves of the body, like to our feet or down our arms. There's nerves really important to motion. Often have this protective sheath, a protective coating that's fatty-like that allows nerve impulses to go more quickly. And that deteriorates with age. Oh, yeah, okay. And so certain nutrients are really important to maintaining it, including B12 and choline. Hmm. So. The importance of choline, but it's such a tricky vitamin because, like you said, it can trigger depression, and that's not good. Yeah, that's why you never take much choline in any bipolar until you know what it's doing for the person but especially for histadelics, undermethylated bipolars, you want to be really careful. You always have to watch with any nutrient, but we're getting tons of nutrients in our food all the time. Small doses are already included in our diet. Every time we eat eggs or sunflower seeds or other fatty, certain other fatty foods, we're taking a choline. And so does that make the person more depressed? Well, maybe they notice it. Every time I eat eggs, I get depressed. So for the histadelic, that might provide a clue. So, Yeah, but people who have suffering from mental health issues are not really typically going to eat eggs and determine whether or not it makes them depressed or not. Aren't you going to feel it? You just ate eggs and then you're depressed. You're lying down. You can't move. Don't you feel that? Well, yeah, well, if I have clarity, but I mean, a lot of people that suffer with bipolar and it's untreated, I don't know. I don't think they're paying attention to that. Yeah, well, some are. I've worked with people who are, but sometimes it's really hard to pay attention to what you need. With anxiety, it's classic. It's hard to know you're anxious sometimes until 
hours later, oh, I was anxious, yeah. I should have taken GABA or whatever. Yeah, it could be hard with mental health. And so it's good to have friends, it's good for everyone to be educated mm -hmm. and to have friends who could help you along and physicians and other support persons to help you that are knowledgeable. That's why it's good for the person to know, it's good for family and friends to know. And of course, it's good that physicians are nutrient-oriented and even hospitals, that would be great, wouldn't it? Oh my God, it would be awesome. The thing is, it's like, if only people had the knowledge of vitamins, we could have probably helped my mom before she got to the place that she's in right now, like mentally. So I appreciate this show and the fact that I get to help do it too, because it really helps me and other people that I know that suffer with mental health. Okay, so disclaimer. All information on this show is for educational purposes only. If you need help for bipolar disorder or any other mental or physical condition, please seek the services of a knowledgeable physician. None of this material is to be taken as diagnostic or treatment recommendations for the individual. Okay, folks, Colina, Colina. <laughs> but remember, you have to be careful, right? Yeah. So. This has been Brain Health and Healing. Simone Jeanette and Eva Edelman signing off. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> okay, cool.